Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. We're back in the summer series. We missed a week. It was on purpose. Jam, how are you? I'm very, very well. And the summer isn't over yet. It's still nice. And September's often glorious. So there's, it's all to play for. Oh, the sun is shining, but Jam, school is on the way for the start of a new year. Unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, of course because we have listeners in Australia, South Africa, New Zealand or Zambia and you start your school in January. This is the back to school episode so it really only works for people north of the equator. No, it works for everyone because everyone at some point goes back to school so this episode is ready to go for when that happens. I don't go back to school, do I? Uh, Oh no, that's different, you're old. Oh, please, before we lose ourselves completely, will you jam just question us in a whip-around way? Here's the whip-around question. Can you remember ever feeling nervous or worried about something? I've got one. My grown-up job is writing scripts for the television. I had a really difficult script to write, and I honestly thought, I don't know if I have the talent or the ability to actually do this. I was genuinely nervous that I was absolutely out of my depth. I find it frightening when I think I've lost my children or just one of them. But so far, I just want to reassure everyone, I've never actually lost my children or at least I've always got them back soon afterwards. But that heart in mouth moment of, oh no, I can't see them. Or in fact, a dog. I almost lost a neighbour's dog recently, had that heart-in-mouth moment. Wow. We've brought back some awful memories for Ed, but why don't you have a chat about when you were last feeling nervous or worried about something? In today's story, Paul had reasons to be nervous and worried. 
He was in Corinth and it was all going a bit wrong. He felt alone and in danger. He knew what it was like to feel nervous and worried, but God had a word just for him. This word is just for us as well when we feel nervous or worried. Jam, please let our worries vaporize and you could fun fact us. Now, some pets will be faithful and turn up when you really don't think they will. That's the best thing about pets, especially the most loyal of all pets, Ed. The dolphin. Well, actually, I did look at a list of, of pets, or, or at least of loyal animals, and dolphins were on the list, along with a, ducks, goats, um, a whole load of other animals. But I was of course thinking about dogs, Ed, known as man's best friend, who is always there for you, who is always there with you. And here's a story from 1923, 100 years ago. The Brazier family from Silverton in Oregon, which is in northwest America, he had a young collie English shepherd cross called Bobby who liked to ride in the car and travel with his head out the window, I'd imagine. They took Bobby with them on a visit to relatives in the Midwest of America, which is over 2,500 miles away from where they were. They stopped in a garage. The dog was attacked by a pack of stray dogs. He ran off and was lost. They put ads in the paper, offered a reward, drove around searching, but he was gone. And then they went home. Six months later, on their doorstep was a dog. The pads on his feet were worn to the bone. He was thin, but they knew for some scars he had when he was a puppy that it was Bobby. He had travelled 4,000 kilometres, 2,500 miles to reach his home in Silverton in Oregon. Now, I don't know what's more amazing, the distance or finding the right address. How did they do that? Jam, that's amazing. Do you have another story like that for us? I do, and it's about three Labradors called Golly, Lily and Double. Now, if you have three dogs, would you call one of them Double? Surely you would call them Triple or something ending in L-Y if the other two were called Golly and Dil- uh, Lily. Golly, Lily and Dilly? Um, Molly? Molly, that would be fine. Double anyway. is the worst dog's name I've ever heard. I think so, but it's OK. Tammy, who is the owner of the three dogs... She was in a car when she had a car accident in 2003, 20 years ago. She was bashed on the head in the accident and lost consciousness and was in very great danger. The dogs were fine. Double stayed with Tammy while Lily and Golly ran to the closest house about half a mile away. The dogs stood on the porch barking and scratching at the door until they were noticed. The man came out, couldn't see the wreck, so Golly pulled him by the sleeve until he could see the crashed car. He called for help, and the rescue team determined that it was only the dog's prompt actions that saved Tammy's life. Uh, Tammy Ogles, faithful dogs, Tammy Ogle is her full name, were inducted into the Hero Hall of Fame by the Wisconsin Veterinary (laughs) Medicine Association. There are lots of aspects of that story that I think are worthy of comment, aren't they? Tammy Ogle, for a start. What a brilliant name for a dog owner. I personally want to visit the Animal Hall of Fame. Is that what it was called, Jam? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Wisconsin Hero Hall of Fame. Jam, we always need people to stick with us, to be there when we need them. It might be Double, it might be Golly, and it might be Lily. We're finding out today that God will always stick with us better than a dog. 
He will always be there. Now, today's reading is actually from the same bit of the Bible as the last episode. You probably don't remember it, but you can never read a bit of the Bible too much. So listen to this bit again, and this time, listen out for the promise God makes Paul when it's all going a bit squiffy in Corinth. Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia and joined Paul in Corinth. After this, Paul used all his time telling people the good news. He showed the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But they would not accept Paul's teaching and said some evil things. So he shook off the dust from his clothes. He said to them, If you are not saved, it will be your own fault. I have done all I can do. After this, I will go to non-Jewish people. Paul left the synagogue and moved into the home of Titius Justus. It was next to the synagogue. This man worshipped the true God. Crispus was the leader of that synagogue. He and all the people living in his house believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also listened to Paul. They too believed and were baptised. During the night, Paul had a vision. The Lord said to him, Don't be afraid. Continue talking to people and don't be quiet. I am with you. No one will hurt you because many of my people are in this city. Paul stayed there for a year and a half, teaching God's word to the people. Jam, do you remember your first day at primary school? I'm not sure about my very first day, but what I do remember is always being in the car on the way there. I used to feel a bit sick and I actually didn't mind school. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a bit boring at times, but I just used to feel a bit ill on the way there and slightly wished I didn't have to go. Jam, I think it's normal to not want to go into school, particularly at the beginning of the year. I don't remember the beginning of my primary school. It's so many years ago. I think it was when dinosaurs walked the earth. (laughs) I do remember my first day at secondary school. Perhaps you call it high school. I remember meeting new friends for the first time and be worried I was going to say the wrong thing. I remember being nervous of the bigger boys. They seemed like giants. I remember wanting to have exactly the same uniform and shoes as everyone else. I didn't want to be different in any way. And I normally talk a lot. I always have. But at the start of school, I was almost silent. I can't imagine that, Ed. That's very weird. I know. And that's a bad thing, if I'm honest, Jam. This is a time in the year of new beginnings. A new class, a new teacher, a new school, new friends, a new journey, a new bus, new all sorts of things. New can mean nervous. New can mean unsure. New can mean strange. Whatever is new, however you're feeling, please remember this. God is with you. He is always with you because you're trusting in Jesus. God is with you. By his spirit, he'll never leave you. We've just heard the story of Paul arriving in a new city. He turned up bold and brave, ready to talk about Jesus in Corinth, but it all went wrong. They wouldn't listen. They said horrible things. That might happen to us. I hope it doesn't. It probably won't, but it might. 
because God hasn't promised to take away everything that is difficult or worrying or painful. Listen to what God did promise Paul. Don't be afraid. Continue talking to people and don't be quiet, for I am with you. No one will hurt you because many of my people are in this city. For I am with you. Could you get out your hand? If you've got two hands, I don't mind which one you get out. Hold up your five fingers. Okay, four fingers and a thumb. Yes, Jam. Four fingers and a thumb. Count those five words off on the fingers of your hand. Your fingers and your thumb. Yes, Jam. Okay, five words. Jam, hand out. Yep. For I am with you. You do it, Jam. Count off on your fingers and your thumb. For I am with you. And then finish by making a fist, Jam. Yep. That's it. So that fist is because you can be brave if you know God is with you. Wherever you are, whatever is happening, however you're feeling, these five words will always be true. Let's practice them together. I'll do it first, Jam. Fingers on your thumb. For I am with you. Fist. Jam, you do it. For I am with you. Fist. Perfect. Listeners, you're going to do it without Jam and I in the strange, eerie silence. Ready? Hands in the air. Count them off. Go. Perfect. Five simple words, always true. For I am with you. After God told Paul that he was with him, Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half. It went really well. Teaching God's word to the people, he was brave because he knew God was with him. You can be brave because God is with you. For real. There is not a classroom in your school where you will be alone. There is not a spot in the playground where God will not be with you. Wherever you are in the school, whoever you can see or whoever you can't see, God is with you. When your parents say goodbye at the school gate, God does not. He goes with you. When you can't see anyone else you know, God sees you. Hold up your hand. Count off the words. For I am with you. Fist. You can be brave because God is with you. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you that when we're trusting Jesus, you are with us. I thank you we're never alone. So I thank you we can be brave. Because if you're with us, we know we're safe. We know you've got us. We know that we're being cared for. Father, we pray for the moment when we feel alone or worried, nervous or unsure. We pray we'd remember these words that you have promised to be true always. For I am with you. Amen. Amen. Ed's got questions. If you're under five, who is always with you? 
if you're five to seven, how do you feel when you remember God is with you? Eights to elevens, how can you be sure he is there if you can't see him? Over elevens, what worries you? Does it help being told God is with you? You could press pause and talk about those now or they'll be on again at the end of the show. But we're going to keep going with something from our last Back to School episode a couple of years ago from Psalm 23. Here it is again just to remind us and encourage us that God is with us. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes refreshes my refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with you me. Are with for me. you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. They comfort yeah, me. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Because my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup overflows. My cup Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. forever. I will not be afraid because you are with me. I will I'm not, be, not afraid be afraid because you are with me. Because you are with me. Oh my goodness, that didn't take long. We have heard from Chloe, Tom, Joe, Mum and Dad, the Newton family, who got active with Mentos and a big bottle of Coke and it went everywhere and all the Barnabases got eaten after they encouraged the church. Do it. Episode one. What a winner. And we've also had an email from John and Emily who live in a Middle Eastern country where it's actually illegal to be a Christian in certain places. But what's amazing is that God is with them where they are. And it's great to be part of helping them and encouraging them with our podcast. Joey and Isaiah really like it and would like to shout out to their friends, Beth, Anna, Josie, Alfie and Florence, who are listening in the UK. Uh, We'd also like to say hello to Hugh, Eloise and John. They're loving the podcast. They're loving the fun facts. They want the next one to come along. Alice, Mum, thank you for sending in. You can write to us at podcast at faithinkids.org. It's going to be a little while till we come back with another series, but when we do, we would love to have heard from you. Please do drop us an email, podcast at faithinkids.org. You could even choose to support the show. That would be a great idea. Mountain high enough to keep us from God's love. No ocean ever deep enough to flood it. If we live or if we die, there's nothing can deny the never failing love of God in Christ. And if our God is with us in that we do nobody can stop us who would even dare. There's not a thing can part us from our Father's care. Never failing, all assailing love of God in Christ. There is no army strong enough on earth or heaven above.
to west. There's nothing can resist the all-assailing love of God in Christ. And if our God is with us, who have we to fear? Nobody can stop us who would even dare. There's not a thing can part us from our Father's Never-failing, all-assailing, death-evading, all-pervading love of God in Christ. There is no mountain high enough by Dumb Rocks. Links to that song in the show notes. Get it, get the album. It's brilliant. Well, I think that's it. We've done five episodes this summer. I've loved every minute of it. And so I think we should say cheerio. We're good news people, Jam. Keep on being a good news person. Bye-bye. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're under five, who is always with you? If you're five to seven, how do you feel when you remember God is with you? Eights to elevens, how can you be sure he is there if you can't see him? Over elevens, what worries you? Does it help being told God is with you? 